Hello there. Welcome to Irresistible Forces, a modern wrestling podcast. Uh, my name is Cramine, and uh, I'm here with Strenuous Manflurry, and we're here to talk to you about AEW's Full Gear 2021 uh, from this past weekend. A pretty big show, pretty noteworthy show. We saw a title change. Uh, we saw some titles retained, and we saw just, just a bunch of really fucking good matches. And uh, we're here to talk about it, so let's break it down, Man Flurry. Yes, Cramine. What are your thoughts on AEW uh, Full Gear 2021? I have to say, as far as match quality goes and the emotionality of peaking and paying off a long, long-term storyline, this was one of my favorite pay-per-views I have ever watched. I would agree. I thought that almost all of the matches were very good to great or better. And it did go long, but because yeah. most of the show was really good, I wasn't upset about it. And um, two of the matches, my, oh man, oh man, just absolutely adored them. And I think we will probably disagree quite a lot because most people are as to what we thought the top two, maybe even three matches on this show was. So I'm, I'm very, because we haven't talked about it at all. I'm just very eager right. to get into it with you. Let's jump into it. So we started off with MJF versus Darby Allen. Did you watch the pre-show, by the way? We, no, we couldn't get our hands on the pre-show. We were at a friend's house. I had, I had a, it was kind of cool. It was a like, uh, you know, pandemic's not over, let's be real. But it was nice, like, oh, we're vaccinated and like we can watch wrestling together again. And um, uh, we still order it on uh, regular old pay-per-view with the remote control. Because mm. uh, we're living in like the early 21st century. Um no, it was it was cool. It was cool. So, but since it's a it's like a YouTube thing, right? The pre-show. I mean, yeah. If you buy it on, uh, not fight Bleacher Report, which is yeah. a miserable experience in and of itself. But whether that or YouTube, you can watch it on that. And it was um, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa against Nyla Rose and Jamie Hader. Faces one match was fine. Three stars. Okay. An okay way to start, but not like the Serena D. Brijo match that we got on, I think, the previous pre-show, or maybe the one prior to that. But it was fine. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, one of a one of the one of my friends. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Friend. Um, yeah, <laughs> one of my friends was watching it on their phone and kind of like giving us, you know, oh, whatever. Uh, the the Hikaru to one, whatever. Yeah. Um, number fifty one. Cool. Um. So we get into the pay-per-view proper and I was like, oh, they're opening with this. And then the match was over and I was like, it was really smart of them to open with that. <laughs> um, MJF versus Darby Allen. I'm not like a diehard fan of either of these guys, but I loved this match. Yeah, I saw a lot of people going gaga over this match. This was, I will just say now, like in the course of watching the show, this was my favorite but I think a lot of that had to do with I was very tired by that main event. Yeah. But like you said, when the wrestling is this good, it's kind of hard to complain. Yeah, I have no beat by beat notes or nothing for this match. MJF is really good. I the so if you watched the MJF Sammy match, which was MJF's last uh, big singles match in the company, which weeks ago, months ago, I don't know exactly how long ago, but a while. They did. He hurt his knee 
delivering a move to Sammy. In this case, mm. it was like a middle rope tombstone. And in this match, he hurt his knee doing a move to Darby. Now, if that continues to be the thing like Miro's neck for MJF, then okay, good. That's a good story beat to put in there. Yeah. But if it was just a thing they did again, then I don't like it. And it, it okay, let me start with this. This is, for most people, the second best match on the show. For others, the third. For me, it wasn't that. It was not exactly my preferred style of match. They did some crazy stuff, but at one, at one point, they did a move to the right leg, even though they had worked the left the entire match, and then they went and sold the left leg, even though he hit him in the right leg, and that's always a really big pet peeve for me. Um, but because, because if you're going to tell a story about a body part, you're going to make me sit through the leg work, you know, stomp the leg, wrap it around the post and slam it in the post. I expect you to not fuck it up. And they didn't really, but it was that one thing. And I was just like, God damn it. Don't waste my time. So it's a pet peeve of mine. It's not necessarily rational, but this was not my favorite match on the card, but it was very, very good. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and, tombstone on the on the apron was pretty gross, and yeah. the uh, mad scientist bomb on Darby's head, where like he reversed the code red, very gross, and the backbreaker, Ooh. far far too many drops on the head on this show in general. This... Backdrop drivers in the main event, too much, too much, too much. Then we had the Lucha Bros versus FTR. I don't know. I barely remember this honestly, because it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, this was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was also really good. This was very good. We love these guys like FTR are one of those guys where it's like, yeah, they're really good, but they just do. They don't click with me for whatever reason. I think it's because they're not actually one of the best tag teams in the world. And I say that because they've had exactly one classic tag match in their entire AW run, and it was against the Young Bucks, which is easy. Yeah. The Lucha Bros have multiple, like, gr like literally greatest match I have ever seen contenders with people who aren't the Young Bucks in addition to the Young Bucks. Right. These teams had a match before. It didn't mesh. FTR had a terrible match against two Luchadors on the go-home show or the week before, whatever it was. And then this match was, I had it at three and three quarters, which, like, I'm damning with faint praise, right? Like, it was good. It's just I expect better from my tag title because... It's not a mid-card belt. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the Bucks tore it up with everyone. The Lucha Bros are either the best or the second best tag team in the fucking world. I expect better. Yeah. So, was what it was. Uh, they uh, did. I think the ending kind of ruined it, right? Not ruined it, but brought it down with the weird mask thing. And, like, they want to build to, like, a rematch or some oh, shit. yeah, what the fuck was that? So, like, I thought they, they were doing... They did twin the magic? Like... <laughs> With yeah, twin magic, the guy who has like abs and tattoos on his chest. Yeah, no, that's a pass for me. Yeah. That's, I thought they were doing the old thing. mask gimmick where like you put a gimmick, you put something in your mask and headbutt someone, you know, for like a near fall. Right, right. They did the belt shot earlier for a near fall, and I thought that was gonna be the really believable near fall, but then it was just he put his feet on the ropes, ref caught it, and then the Lucha Bros pinned him. Should have should have I think it peaked on the double stomp crossbody. Where he like had the guy up, uh, Penta had the guy up for the pile driver. Phoenix jumped on him and then cross bodied, I think, Dax. And then they kept going and then they did this and then it just brought the match down. So, yeah. I don't know. I'd like to, FT, uh, FTR's had one classic match their entire AEW run and they've had plenty of opportunities. Sure. No matter how many yeah. times you tell me a tag team is particularly great, I, I haven't seen it yet. 
Yeah. Well, the Lucha Bros are uh, better and they won. So <laughs> onward to bigger and better things. Maybe yeah, they'll so do that's... that proud and powerful match. Right. Because I didn't give a shit about this match going into the show, honestly, other than like, it'll probably be pretty good. Yeah. You know? So not a good sign for a tag title champ because they've got so few championships, but it is what it is. This was a stacked show. It was. It was. Speaking of, you know, WWE, WWE castaways <laughs> fucking picking up Vince's scraps here. Brian Danielson versus Miro. Fucking who'd they ever beat? This match fucking ruled. This match was great. <laughs> This was awesome. It was everything I wanted. Um, yeah, uh, they beat the shit out of each other, and Brian Danielson just like hit a finishing move, hit like a fatality move on, yeah. on Miro, and that was that. <laughs> yep. This, um, I, I think I had the Miro versus Dan, uh, uh, Eddie Kingston match slightly ahead of this one, that which was from the art. I think no, not from Arthur Ashe. Previous pay per view. But it was close. This was every bit of four stars to me. I thought it was yeah. great because Miro, despite being such a hulking, huge guy, he's not tall. So he doesn't like he'll, he'll play power guy, but he doesn't get to play giant very often. And like he would have but with Danielson. He yeah, can Danielson. Yeah. He was like telling Danielson to kick him. He would put his hands up and tell Danielson to kick him in his side. And then he'd just destroy him. Really great character work from both. I really, really liked this match. Yeah. Yeah, this Danielson guy is pretty good. It turns out. <laughs> um, well, you know, Miro carried him. By the way, he's the same age as Sergeant Slaughter was in that Hulk Hogan match. <laughs> they are the same age. <laughs> yeah, this match was great. What can you say? Uh, no run-in by either uh, Lana or God, uh, which surprised me. Yeah, uh, I expected her to be there. Yeah, but what are you going to do? This, I like... And I loved trying to explain Miro to, like, my friends who haven't been really watching AEW. Like, they know Rusev, you know, or whatever. But, like, oh, yeah, uh, he wants to, like, go back to his wife. And he also wants to fight God. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't like, that great? It fucking rules. It's It's the best gimmick, maybe, when you lay it out like that. So then... We have uh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. One of my friends was like, there's a Luchasaurus? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone I've watched wrestling with who has never watched wrestling has had that reaction. I fucking... And they I, I immediately love, love him. I loved him. I love Luchasaurus. I've said this before. He looks like, uh, like, he looks like he's from Guar. <laughs> yes. Noted, noted prog rock band, right? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, Christian jungle boy and Luchasaurus versus Adam Cole and the young bucks. And this was like, it was like garbage wrestling, but it was fucking excellent. It was great. Yeah. Uh, I could have done without the thumbtacks in the mouth. Yep. That spot's always scary. Never liked that. The, I didn't mind the thumbtack knee pads. Mm hmm. And I loved the triple, uh, it wasn't a super kick. What was it? What was it? The BTE he, trigger. That's right. And, he, and they did the kiss spot with Adam Cole, which I love. It's just mm -hmm. the best. Um, yeah, the super click is great. They're uh, unbelievable. They, they Jungle might, Boy is yeah, great. Luchasaurus with... is great. Christian's yeah. been great. This was forever. the best Christian has looked, I think. 
even better than he did in the Kenny matches. Like yeah, forty six, forty seven, something, forty seven. Yeah, he that's fucking phenomenal. Christian's great. <clears throat> he did a he did a stage dive or a uh, handrail dive. <laughs> Uh, there were some extremely safe-looking dives on this show, too, which I liked. Yeah. They caught that gentleman, which is good. That's what you want, you know, um, especially when he's 47. But, like, just in general, I don't care. I don't need to see Darby Allen actually die. <laughs> like, it's no. okay. Like, I'm glad take... he's kind of toned it back a little. Yeah, you can take safe bumps. Anyway, this was my favorite match on the card and one of my favorite matches of the year. I gave it full five stars. That does not surprise me. Very much my wheelhouse of match. Yeah, I just, the thumbtack stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not like a prude about stuff like that. And maybe it's the COVID of it all. I don't Mm. know. But like, don't put shit in your mouth. Yeah, I don't like tacks. Never have. I don't like yeah, I don't mind. If someone is willing to bump on thumbtacks, fine. Go nuts. Go hog wild. But the mouth stuff just bleh. Yeah, those were the big sp- There were lots of memorable spots in this match. Yeah, everyone got to look awesome. Luchasaurus yeah. just destroyed dudes, choke slamming him. He did a shooting star press off the stage to the floor. Um, Jungle Boy won with the concerto on Matt Hardy. Kirsten was going to do it, and Jungle Boy told him, I'm ready. Got yeah, the chair shout- and-, and killed him. And the whole thing was like, hey, Jungle Boy rules, which, which he does. So that's cool. And we're going to get that second Adam Cole Jungle Boy match at some point. Mm-hmm. So I loved this match. It was very much a Man Flurry style match. I'll say that much. Yeah, oh, I, I loved it. It was great. But like I was starting to get tired around this point, too, I think. Oh, totally understandable. And man, we're not even at the halfway point. Well, and. This was certainly the doldrums of the show to me, these next two matches. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Malachi Black and Andrade. Uh, I like all four of these guys, Mm -hmm. but I didn't give a shit. Like, okay, I know Cody hates Malachi, and apparently Pac hates Andrade. That's fine. But, like, I don't care. Like, why are they teaming? What's the what's what what do they gain by winning this match? You know, right. I didn't need this. I did. I, I, there's, you could have had a three hour show. You could have cut this one. And I don't know what else you could have cut, really. But still, <laughs> the the American top team match. But they I guess that was it like was to get fun. press. You, you could have cut Jericho. time. You could have cut time from that match. Yeah, certainly. So but other than that, not a lot of wasted time on this show. Yeah, this felt like a TV main event, right? Like it was a good TV main event. But on this pay-per-view, it was. I mean, I still had it stars. Yeah, I had it at three and a half, but I was in a good mood. I was buzzing from the previous match. I don't know if that's actually what it should have got now that I look back at it. Um, You know, tag teams that hate each other style spots, you know, blind tagging in the whole time. The heels start blind tagging in, even though they have never had an issue with one another prior to this. Yeah, which is weird to me, but whatever. And then uh, pack pinned Andrade with the black arrow. Yeah, yeah cool. fine, fine. The match. I mean, it's a middle of the show kind of match, I guess. Um, then we get Britt Baker, DMD, uh, versus Ty Conti. I, I knew Britt was winning. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that was extremely obvious. So it was hard to get really into this match. Um, Ty Conti's fun. She's fun. She's fun. She's not that great. Um. 
uh, I didn't need this to be 15 and a half minutes. Especially, like, are you building Ty Conti for something in losing, which you can do? I, I don't know, man. I didn't need four hours of this show. Cut, cut two minutes here, three minutes there from from these matches, and I think you and cut the fucking tag match entirely. Do it on dynamite, whatever. Um, but it, this was an okay match, you know. Brits, I like Brit. You know, she's good. I don't. Yeah, and this is again a thing where I, where I personally am like, same with the tag titles. Okay, is not good enough. I you know? agree, yeah. Especially but, because uh, Riho always brought it. Sheeta, every pay-per-view match she had was about four stars, somewhere around there. And then this is three. And I don't know. Britt might have gotten hurt. She wasn't on the post-media scrum, but yeah. Britt gets hurt approximately. I think I had it factored out that she gets hurt approximately 10% of the time. Like, one out of ten matches, she suffers a major injury, yeah. which isn't good. That's especially. Not good. Especially for someone who's got about, you know, her, her athleticism is approximately a one inch vertical leap. If you've ever seen her sling blade, not good at all. Um, can't really like crowd wasn't loud for it, but this crowd either wasn't mic'd great or just wasn't the best crowd in the world. It's Minneapolis. They, you got to, uh, and they also know what they're getting in the main event. So they're like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not losing my mind over a guaranteed Britt Baker win. Like, yeah. sorry. Not to belabor it, but, you know, this wasn't, this was, I think this was the weakest match on the card. And it's smart because they got three kind of busy matches coming up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you kind of need a little dip. Um, because up next we get CM Punk and, and uh, Eddie Kingston. Oh, this was a treat. This, this was, was phenomenal. This was quick. It was, it was just, you know, they fucking hated each other. They were, there were middle fingers all over the place. They beat the shit out of each other and CM Punk won and Eddie has a next to grind and CM Punk was definitely the heel in this match, right? He was definitely antagonizing Eddie and everybody loved Eddie. Yeah. You know, not a turn or anything, but he definitely was the guy getting, you know, he did things that he knew would get him booed. Right. 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 A very that, shades of gray sort of thing. Yeah, but like and in I a cool fucking way. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, in a great way. Chops, 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 chops. Um, there was some thought that Eddie got hurt, but he tweeted that he was fine, like his shoulder. So hopefully that's the case. But yeah, this was intense. Best punk match by far, I think, since he came back to the company. Better than the um, oh, the Darby even... match. I and I thought the Darby match was okay. I thought the Darby match was very good, but I thought this I thought... match was fucking great. This was fucking great. And this was the kind of shit I needed. I'm not like, I wasn't a huge Eddie Kingston fan just cause like, maybe this is unfair, but he just reminded me of Tommy dreamer. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just a guy and I'm from New York. And like, that's my thing, you know? Um, but that's not fair no. <laughs> at no. all to Eddie Kingston. Um, or maybe Tommy dreamer, but eh, kind of fuck Tommy dreamer. Um, I've been a CM Punk fan for a long time. It's well documented. I'm also an Eddie Kingston fan now. This was fucking fantastic. Now, the big question, what did you think of uh, CM Punk's Muay Thai diaper? Not a fan. Yeah. what He had the, like, anti-blassy. Like, what is that? What's, like, the, what's, like, the worst dressed? 
everyone on the shows that we watch that we review on episode 17 of Immovable Objects. Oh, don't. Everyone yeah. had bad gear. There's there's your little teaser for next week's show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Um yeah, this his clothes were a disaster. He was a it looked like tidy whitey like they were so they were Muay Thai shorts. So they were think like boxer briefs that kind of shape. Maybe a little baggier, right? Than mm-hmm. boxer briefs, but kind of like upper thigh is around where they end, right? Mm-hmm. But they had the little lines of like the stitching in a tidy whiteies. Yeah. So it absolutely, yes, his Muay Thai diaper is the perfect way to put it. That's exactly, it was horrible. It looked awful. It looked terrible. Yeah, Punk, I love you. What the fuck were you thinking? I think he should wear it more often. If you're going to do that, if you're going to be like CM Punk fucking diaper boy, that's fine. But, but we know I, he has pooped his pants before. He so has at least... probably, he, that's true. He has pooped his pants on television before. He himself has confirmed this. So there's something to that. But I do not believe he pooped his pants during this match. We'd never know unless they hire John Cone. I feel like Eddie Kingston, he's he's a straight shooter. This was like work shoot stuff, wasn't it? I mean, it was definitely brutal. <laughs> Lots of really hard chops. And well, shit. I don't mean I don't. I just mean the story. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could absolutely believe that, like twenty years ago or whatever, these two guys had some stupid beef about how hard each other worked or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the backstage brawl on Dynamite was fun, and the promo battle was awesome. Holy shit, that promo! So, so match delivered for yeah. sure. Uh, it was also the shortest match on the show, which gives it points. Honestly, yes. I didn't need these. I didn't need all of these matches to go this long. Then we get our sort of gimmicky, sort of smoke and mirrors, goofy match with the inner circle versus all the fucking MMA people and Dan Lambert and Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Um I barely remember this. It was a bunch of garbage wrestling, right? And then, but the best part, because uh, briefly, if I may put on my classic wrestling podcast hat, uh, fucking Baron Von Raschke (laughs) (laughs) putting, who was it? Ethan Page? Ethan Page, yeah. In the the fucking claw. Five stars. A five-star spot. And then Dan Lambert got what was coming to him, and it was great. Dan Lambert, I fucking love Dan Lambert. He's so good. He's terrific to watch. And and this was a thumbs up. This was great. Yeah. Uh, Sammy, top of the ladder, Jeff Hardy style, like fall through a guy on the table. Terrifying. Sammy, the... is, Sammy scares me a little yeah. bit. Top yeah. of the t- I thought he was going to do a 630. And if he tried that, he'd be dead. There's no yeah. way he could have fucking aimed that because his 630 goes all over the place. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, shout outs to Junior Dos Santos for like just having fun at work. <laughs> Did a moonsault, man. He's so <laughs> likable. He's having a great time. He's, yeah. He's there with the bad guys and he is just the biggest smile on his face the entire time. I want him time. to turn on them. I yeah, want the, sure. I, I kind of want him to turn, but the problem is he's not a good enough wrestler to be a baby face. So it's like, that's true. Uh, ah, fuck. Uh, um, but the, the, the two things that confused me were one, so much of the build of this match was built around Paige Van Sant, who was not sure. there. I assume she would have some sort of thing at the finish where she hit somebody in the balls and yeah, then Lambert the pinned finish? him. The finish was uh, Chris Jericho hits the Just frog splash. The Lambert. That's right. They did the Eddie Guerrero thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that. But the other thing is the Bucks 
and uh, Cole match, a super click match was false count anywhere. And right from the start, it's just tornado tag, right? No tags. Right. Oh, yeah. Fighting at once. This match starts and everyone is dutifully following the rules, tagging in and out, which I'm not complaining about because it needed that. Because can you imagine Andre Arlovsky trying like right, to, to, right, to work right. 10 minutes straight? Like, no, it wouldn't work. But um, that's not a street fight. That's not a street fight. It's not a street fight. And eventually right. it did break down and everything, but it makes, you know, it's just one of those logic things where it's like the match was better for it, but you did book it and it didn't need that. So that's weird. But overall, I thought this match, I, I literally wrote, I wrote some notes down for this. Literally what I said was way too long. A couple of wild spots and JDS did a moonsault. What more can you ask for? Yep, Three and a quarter. Was... Yeah, that's fair. Too goddamn long, but they worked their asses off and some cool shit happened. If you do cool spots, pretty spots, oh, do a flip. I, I'd give it three stars. Works for me. <laughs> oh, Nelly, this main event. The main event. This main event. Hangman Adam Page challenging Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. This was great. I, I, okay, cowboy shit, like, just as a concept does not resonate with me, right? Like mm-hmm. John Wayne movies and fucking JR's hat or whatever. None of that really does it for me. But this Adam Page guy is like the best baby face in the fucking world right now. Yep. <laughs> uh he's unbelievable. I want him to win. I want him to be president. I want him to like <laughs> he just he just comes off like the purest, kindest person. <laughs> you know, and just like his whole promo, the line from his promo package, like going into the video, you know, the whatever, because Kenny Omega's whole thing is like, you just weren't good enough. And Adam Page's thing is just like, look, I've got a new baby and like I missed whatever. And just I want to be a good man. I want to prove myself. And it's like, dude, yes, do it, Rocky. <laughs> like. Jesus Christ, what a baby face. It's very human because he even talks about he made mistakes. They're like he basically got himself kicked out of the elite and it was his fault. Right. And then he had to, you know, try to work through that. He made new friends. What he learned it? to believe in himself. Did they do like an alcohol angle? Yeah, he started. Is that so, it? We're... Mm-hmm. so he yeah. had the first title shot. At the last pay-per-view before TV started. It was him versus Jericho. And Jericho beat him. And as he started showing up on TV and everything, he started getting more and more surly. And he started, you know, drinking very dramatically. Um, And then he and Kenny won the tag titles. And he was very much like, you know, clinging to them. Like, this is my value as a person type stuff. And when they finally lost them, a lot of it was because of Adam Page, you know, his insecurities and everything. And he sort of fell. He literally fell flat on his face after the match. Mm. Terrible match against FTR. Um, That was another shot that they had that they didn't quite deliver on. But so he was kicked out of the elite. He cost the Bucks a tag title shot. um, And then he just, yeah, he he sounded further and further into drinking. And then eventually he became friends with the Dark Order. They themselves Uh. were trying to make amends for things they had done. You know, Brody Lee had passed away, of course. And um, they linked up and there were some funny bits on BTE and some stuff on the show. And over time, he, you know, put his he stuck his neck out for them where 
He got a title shot against Kenny Omega, but he wanted the Dark Order to get a tag title shot. So he put it on the line, but the stipulation was if they lost, he would lose his singles title shot against Kenny, and they lost. So he went away for a while, came back at the Philadelphia show that I was at, mm-hmm. won the main event, ladder match to get the shot, and we've been off to the races from there. He finally learned to believe in himself and embrace the people who loved him. Like, um, what a story. Yes. And also this match ruled. It was so good. I The big thing is at the finish, basically the young bucks came out mm-hmm. right. And you assume they're going to do some chicanery on Kenny's behalf, but they just like nodded at hangman and just let him win. Yep. Which is fascinating. Fascinating. Because at no point does that make me feel like it's less of a win for Adam page, mm-hmm. nor does it make me feel like, uh, you know, whatever about Kenny Omega. But it makes me go, and and you know, I know there's right. Hangman threatened them or something, right? He did earlier, like on Dynamite. I don't remember. So they're basically like, there's a story there. What's what is Kenny Omega gonna have to say about that? We shall find out on Dynamite, I suppose. Yeah, this was a 25 minute world title match. This was a main event match. This was a big match. This was fucking great. And it was over in the blink of an eye, even though it went 25 minutes. You know, like I felt like. It was a seven-minute match. It was, yeah, I was engrossed. I, one of my friends had predicted that uh, on this show, he predicted like months ago, Adam Page is going to be the first person. He's going to come back, and he's going to be the first person to kick out of a one-winged angel. Mm-hmm. And we didn't quite get that. No. But he did his own one-winged angel, and Kenny Omega kicked out of it. Is kind of better? Right, because he won with his own move. He won with his own move, which fucking rules. So it's like they did the same thing in the tag match against the Bucks, which is the you know greatest match I've ever seen, maybe, where uh, Paige did the one wing to one of them, and then the other saved. They didn't kick out of it, but the other right. saved, right. and he won with his move, you know, the Buckshot. So in this, this match, same thing happened, basically, only Kenny kicked out. Um, so... That keeps the AEW streak alive of no one kicks out of the one-winged angel when Kenny does it. Right, right. And I thought that was really good because it was important for him to win with his move, I think, because that's kind of like the culmination of his arc is that he did it. You know, he he relied on what brought him to the dance. He didn't uh, take Kenny's move to win. He did it himself with his own. Yep. I think that's good symbolism. This is a good show. This match ruled. This show ruled. God, it was so good. Thumbs up. Thumbs, thumbs, thumbs all the way up. Man, just an absolute home run of a show. A yep. full, a full, full gear of a show. Really just great. And this is this pay-per-view is so named because of a bit on BTE uh, built around Adam Page going into like he was gonna go into the restaurant in full gear. So oh, shit. Yeah, like in his <laughs> okay. trunks and shit. So oh, yeah, this funny. pay-per-view is literally named for a bit uh, that Adam Cole did. Or I mean sorry, Adam Page did my mistake but god bless us everyone wrestling is great when wrestling's great there's nothing better nothing it's true and when it's bad sometimes it's also fun and when it's from 1982 it's the worst shit you've ever seen in your life uh it's really bad and boring (laughs) and we'll get there next week who mercy will we when we get back to immovable objects colon a classic wrestling podcast man yeah these territory shows are not fun no at all but our show is fun and it's going to be really fun when we talk about them. I agree. So you have that to look forward to. Um, I want to thank you 
strenuous man flurry for uh, joining me on this brief sojourn into the murky waters of modern wrestling. And uh, we'll be back at you next time for the usual stuff, the classic Razzlin. Well, uh, we'll see you then. Should we see tell them? I should probably tell them what we're doing, huh? We told them on episode 16. No, we didn't, because I think we figured that out off the air, didn't we? Yes. Like episodes? I think you're actually right. Haha. So we watched World Class, Mid-South, and Mid-Atlantic from January of 1982. You don't need to bother watching these shows along with us. They're not very interesting. Um, sure aren't. Nope. But our show, again, very interesting. So we'll be back at you next week with all that business. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.